Hello, and welcome to the Antioch Fort Worth weekly podcast. At Antioch, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and his purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit AntiochFortWorth.com. So today we're continuing the Live It Out in Love series and straight from Chiang Rai, Thailand, uh, just to be with us is our long-term friend and partner in the gospel, Brent and Julie. We've been walking together for nearly 20 years, and so for the last 15 years, they've been in Thailand, in Bangkok, and now these last bunch of years in Chiang Rai. They're awesome brother and sister, family. Jack and Joy are here. Uh, uh, Kate and Ben are kind of in a different season of life, but um, we love you. Please give a warm welcome. Brent Pennington. Oh, wow. What a awesome, thankful blessing. We are so thankful to be here. Our, our whole family is so excited to be here. We only get to be here a week this year. Last year, we were here for a long time. But this year, it feels like a week, and it feels like, oh, we got to cram it all into one week. But we're so excited to be here this morning, especially, and thankful for your welcome. Um, I've Jamie's talked to me about live it out in love. I love, if you haven't got one of these, you need to get one of these. Um, this, I'm excited about this, this series because it's about, you know, telling our story and about us who are followers of Jesus Christ, right? We're walking it out with Jesus Christ each day, all of us, and what that looks like for each one of us. And one of us gets to tell a story, but this is really all of our stories, right? This is all of our stories as a church, and I'm thankful for that. Um, our story is a little bit about uh, me and my lovely wife, Julie, right? She's a rock star, and she's um, been coaching me on this sermon. I also want to tell you about my children, Ben. I'll start with Ben. Ben just got engaged, right? That's pretty cool. He just graduated. So a lot of big things. He's in, in Ohio right now. He's doing a little training uh, with his, his future career in software, weird something like that, right? Uh, I'm not into that. But he is, and he'll be back in Austin soon, so you can pray for him. Kate is in Germany. She's doing study abroad with ACU. She's going to like make world records on how many study abroad things that you can do. Like She's doing Germany, then she's doing... Oxford, and then she's going to go to Uruguay, Uruguay, right? Yancy's not here, so I'm saying that wrong, but in the fall, right? And so she's really having fun. We're missing them. We're excited about what they're doing. But Jack's here, right? Yeah. And uh, Jack's my son. I was just thinking about, before we got out, I just, I'm, I'm going to embarrass him a little bit, but I'm going to talk a little bit about um, sowing and reaping. And um, you guys... I just want to say to you guys, you youth group, all you people who are here, Graydon and Christina, you have sowed into my son. And that's a huge blessing because he comes back here and he is happy to be here. So um, I'm thankful for that. You don't know how deeply thankful it is for us to come back here and he feels like this is home too. The joys with the kids. She's beautiful. If you see her, you just know she's, she is joy. That's her name. And she has been joy for us every day. That's our family. And that's part of our story, right? But um, other part of our story is just being able to be with you guys. Um, I'm This church, we 20 years, right? 20 years we've been doing stuff together. And so this church, 
I mean, some of you are, 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 are newer here and some of you have been around here for a while. Some of you have known us for all these years. It's like, I, I just started to think about those 20 years and how when we come back here, we're gone all the time, but yet we come back and it's like, ah, we are here with family. We are here with our people. We are here with our story. And um, so the story that you're living right now is really so much of our story and the way that you pray for us, the way that you poured into us, the way that you pour into this church. And because this church is moving and going and doing things, it means that we can continue doing and being and going. So please continue to let this be who you are in the story. Keep the story going. I love it. Thank you for that. We go down to Antioch Waco every once in a while, right? And and um, I was talking with Brian before, right? And he was telling me that he's got the same shirt, right? And then he tells me that he's not wearing it because Micah has the same shirt and he doesn't want to get confused with Micah. And I'm like, well, I'm doing my part because, you know, if you go down to Waco, Antioch, they all, all those guys look the same, right? So I'm just trying to, I'm trying to do that, Micah. I want to try to make us look a little bit more like each other. Is that good, right? If I can look like Micah, I'm going to be happy, okay? So, or Brian too, Brian, wherever Brian's on. Okay, thank you, Lord. I got, I got my wife's copy here. She's got some underlining here, so it's going to be even better. Please get out your, your copy. We're going to talk a little bit about poetry this morning. Yeah, that's what I like. If my students in my class, if they say that, I teach at this uh, Chiang Rai International Christian School in Thailand. That's one of the big things we do. And I teach poetry sometimes. It's my favorite thing to do, honestly. I teach the older tw- 11th and 12th grade kids um, a little bit of English, right? And uh, the thing I want to do the most with them is teach poetry. So what am I going to do with you guys today? I'm going to teach a little bit of poetry, right? Um, this is a, a psalm, right? And if you don't know, the psalms are poems. They're, they're some of the best poems in the whole wide world. So you should listen to them above all the other poetry, but there's other good poetry out there too. Um, psalm 126. When we, when we, I, the reason why I picked this psalm is because we're talking about living it out in love. We're talking about our story. And the day after Jamie asked me to preach, I'm listening to Pray As You Go app. Pray as you go out. Kim's going to give me a thumbs up on that because she listens to it too, and you should too, right? It's a it's an app you can download to your phone if you want some time with Jesus each day. They do a little uh, Lectio Divina, which is kind of a spiritual reading, and you can download it each day, listen to it. It's about 10, 12 minutes, and it's really encouraging to me. I, Julie's like, thinks I'm addicted. I, I almost do it every day. I love it. Spend some time with the Lord. They, they do a little spiritual reading. They read the scriptures, give you some time to pray it through, give some, a little bit of worship as well. And the day after um, Jamie asked me to preach, I'm listening to it, and the worship part of it is Psalm 126. And they're singing a little song about how... Um, those who, when the Lord restores the fortunes of Zion and those who got sowing and reaping. And I'm immediately taken back, immediately taken back to Conan and Lindy Pinkston. How do you, how many of you know Conan and Lindy Pinkston? Some of you, yeah, okay. They were here before their house over there on the lake. Now they had a house before that. And then they had a house before that in Hawaii. And then before that, they had another house here in Fort Worth a long time ago right? We're sitting in the living room of that very first house uh, they were in in Fort Worth. 
the night before we're leaving for Thailand. And they're praying for us. You know, it's not a big, big party because the next day you've got like 20 bags or something like that. You're going to Thailand. You don't want a big party. But they knew, I mean, this was a bit of a hard time, right? They knew we need some prayer. And uh, Conan and Lindy are on vacation right now, so they're not here. And Laura was there. Laura and James were there as well. And Laura's doing her thing today too. So James is going to represent for that crew. And um, Laura was praying and prophesying. Remember it like yesterday. She was praying and prophesying. Those who sow, the end of the psalm, those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. And I'm listening to that music and I'm realizing this is the psalm that's going to kind of frame the stories that we tell today. Um, these are the stories of God, not the stories of Brent and Julie. These are the stories of the church. They're not the stories of Brent and Julie. These are the stories of what God's done. And um, this psalm helps, helps me to, to frame that a little bit. So this is a song of a sense. Um, there's a few psalms in, the, um, in part of the, the book of Psalms that's about uh, the song of ascents. They, they believe that these were kind of songs that were used when the people of God were going to worship, right? And so when you're going to worship, a good thing to do, if you don't do this, you could do this too, but a good thing to do is get some of this poetry going and start saying it out loud, saying it over yourself, saying it over your family, saying it over each other, and you're getting your heart ready to do what? There's Brian. Connect with the Lord, right? Connect with the Lord. Yeah, I'm going to the house of worship. What is that about? The house of worship. That's where God's at. That's where Jesus is at. That's where I'm going. I want my heart to be ready for that, right? This poem, that's what that's about. That's what it's about. And I call this the, the, uh, uh, the, the poetry for exiles. Why? Because the poetry for exiles, this is not my name actually, it's from these, these guys down at the bottom. I say the, the, um, if you want to know about more poetry and the Bible, the Bible Project is a cool place to go. I spend hours there sometimes, you know, some people get a little connected, with, a little freaky about stuff. I'm a little freaky about the Bible Project. Go there. Julie's laughing because she knows it's true. She's like, are you really going to watch all of those videos again? Right? Okay. Yeah, they're cool. And it's talking about poetry in the Bible. And these guys, um, if you want to learn more about poetry in the Bible, go there. Um, they get, I, I think it's these guys that were talking about poetry for exiles. And what are exiles? Exiles are people in places in other countries, places that are not necessarily home, Right? So these are poems for people who are in Thailand <laughs> that they're far away from, from their church family, right? Oh, I love that poem. These are poems for people who are Israel, in captivity, in Babylon, needing something to pray that will help them connect and get them back to that place. They can't go to the temple, but they can pray this prayer and they can get there, Right? These are for Americans who are living in a place where they keep crying out, saying, God, your kingdom come in this place, my kids' school, my church, at my work. These are your poems, right? 
And so this is poetry for exiles. So what I want you to do is I want everybody to stand up. We're going to start out with a reading of the scripture, right? I know that you guys do this. I've seen you do it before. It's exciting. It gets our hearts stirred a little bit to, to do the reading of the scripture before we dig into it a little bit. So I am the S and you will be the C. I'll be the speaker. You guys will be the, the church. And you're going to have your part to read after I read our part. Let the Lord be praised. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Our mouths were filled with laughter. Our tongues were songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, Lord, like streams in the Negev. Those who go out weeping, carrying seeds to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying seeds. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. You can be seated. If we were in my class now, um, and we were talking about poetry, if we were in my class in, Ch- in Chiang Rai, uh, this is what we'd be doing. We would be, be talking about the structure some different parts of the structure of the poem. And there's all these different parts and things that are going on in the poetry. You didn't know you were going to get a lesson on poetry today, did you? I'm going to own this class today. All right. Um, there, 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 there's different parts of the structure of the poem that you definitely want to notice because it's going to make that poem pop more for you. It's going to make that, there's going to be more life in it for you. Um, you might be talking about, we, sometimes we talk about image structure, and that's definitely here, right? We got images going on, and you want to notice these images, and those images are pointing to what other things are going on. That's definitely there, but I don't want to start with that. Then you could talk about metrical structure, the meter or the rhythm of the poem. Often we get into these, you know, that's, everybody thinks about meter, and oh, oh that gets a little scary. We're not going to get into that today, okay? Or sound structure of the poem. If there's rhyme or, or rhythm or there's repetition of the poem, which there's some of that in here, you, that would be really cool. But today, I want to talk about what we call the rational structure of the poem, right? Okay, you're going rational structure of the poem. What is that? When I think about the rational structure of this poem, I'm thinking about what is the orderliness of the poem, right? There is an order to the poem. I tell my students all the time, poets are not accidental. Don't think, oh, this just kind of happened, right? Poets do things on purpose. And the order that they're creating makes it so they want to have some response or something in you as the reader, as the one who's getting to experience their poetry. And I believe that this poet had a real purpose with the order of how he put the poem together. Order specifically often relates to the time, right? When is this being said? When is the time going on? What is the time order of the poem? Look with me as we read. We're going to start in verse 1. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion. So if we start about the first verses, right? When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. What is the time? We know the time is what? It's the past. Were. 
right? We were those who dreamed. We were the ones doing that in the past, right? So the poet is doing what? He's in a moment where he is remembering. He's thinking about the past, right? And he's letting his mind be stirred and called to what the Lord has done in the past. And he says, you remember it? Don't you remember? We were, we were, we were exiles. We were, we were far away from the Lord. We were all the way over in Babylon. And you know what he did? He fought for us. He went out after us and he brought us back. He restored our people. And he's saying, this is who God was to us. This is who God was to us. This is what he did to us. We, and what was our response, right? What was our response? We were like, it was like a dream, right? Here's where the image structure comes in. I can't distract, I can't tell. It was really cool. That would be a lame way to describe that, right? He says what? No, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was really cool. It was, it was like we were dreaming. It was so amazing. I can't even say that it was like real, but it was real. But it was, but it was so not, not real because God was doing this great thing. And we were like dreamers when God restored our fortunes right? Isn't that good news? Does it, don't you want, when we were sing, singing some songs earlier, I was feeling that a little bit, that it's like a dream, right? We're here, all these people are worshiping, Mindy's up there just rocking. Up. It's like, it's like a dream, right? It's good. I'm remembering, and I feel that joy. That is what the Lord did. I remember it. And he says, our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Laugh, we, we, we couldn't hold it back. It was just funny how cool it was, right? It was funny. And, and then we started singing, right? And it was joy. It was pure joy. Why? Because what the Lord had done, he restored us. This is our God. Then it was said among the nations, wait a second, and remember that? It wasn't just us. It was those people that were out there and they were looking at us and they were going, how did that happen? Well, that, well God must be with them. God's done great things for them. That's, that's the church. That's us, right? Look at those people. God's among them, right? Wow. This is what it was like when the Lord worked on our behalf, when he restored us. You remember it? You remember that? I'm remembering it. I'm calling it to mind. I'm speaking it out because it's important to remember that. And then he says this, the Lord has done great things for us. Verse three, there's a little switch. Are you noticing it? I'd ask my students, do you notice it? You see it? And we are filled with joy. What's the difference? We went from what? Past, and now we're doing what? Now. We are filled with joy. I remember what happened. I talk about it. I, I, I remember that dream. Remember the joy? Remember that laugh? And now what? Now church. Now here. Now what? We feel it again. We feel it again. We're full of joy again because we can remember that's our God. That's who God is. That's who he is. And he's still that way. 
He's still that way. That's good news for the church. That's good news for their people. That's who God is. That's worship, right? That's preparing my heart to go up to the house of the Lord, right? Now, restore our fortunes, Lord, like streams in the Negev. Now, there's another little shift here. You're seeing what? There's something that's needed. He's not going to bring up this image of the Negev. It's a desert, right? That's an image. What's now? Now is Negev. It's a little bit of a desert we're in right now. What do we need? We need that past, that stuff. We need the rains. We need the water to come, the river to come, and to restore. God, we need you to do it again. We're calling you and asking you to do it again, God. And those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. What's going on right now? We got desert. We've got people sowing in tears, right? We know a little bit about planting seeds in Thailand. Because our house, if you looked out the back window, I wish you were there with me right now. We would look out the back window. And right now, they probably just got finished planting rice. A huge field of rice. It's beautiful. But not, right now, it's actually not that beautiful because they just got done planting. And what you do is you scatter all these seeds out and you let the, this little area grow up a little bit. And then there comes the work. You got to get down, oh, bending over, pulling those up, gathering those seeds, right? Putting them all in bundles and bundles and bundles. And then you go out to the big field, planting one by one. They still do it this way in our area. One by one, they're planting the rice. And I've never seen a farmer in our neighborhood. I haven't seen a farmer in our neighborhood going, I cannot wait to go plant those seeds. <laughs> I mean, our, our farmers in our neighborhood are pretty tough guys, so they, I don't know that they do that about anything, but you get what They sow because they know what? Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them, because it won't be long. You'll be standing there with me, looking out the back window, and you'll say, oh, I, sh I sure hope they don't cut it today. It's so beautiful. It's full. There's rice everywhere. There's no more little little gaps in all of it and just little planting little seeds. No, it's full and the rice is full and it's ready to harvest. It's golden. It's beautiful. We take as many walks and bike rides during that time as possible because it's beautiful. The harvest is there. It's joy. And you should see the farmers then. You should see the farmers then. Some of it needs to be redeemed, but it's a party. They sit in these little salas and it's a party. This is what it means to have joy, right? Because they know, and they would not plant, they would not plant those seeds if they did not know this is coming, it's coming, right? So this is the frame. Now, so our story, a little bit of our story, it's not just about getting on a plane one night it started actually a little bit before that. So um, I was working at, at Abilene Christian University, not too, a little, hey, 
we're scratching cats, right? All right. Um, they started doing that after I came along, right? Okay, so we don't really get into it as much as the bears get into it or whatever else. But okay, I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm happy for the support there. So I was working there. And uh, just kind of moving up the, the ladder, I was working as the assistant dean of students, doing some, some administrative stuff, going for it. And then um, the Lord was just kind of showing, it's time to go back to Thailand to me. I was, felt like, I was wanting to. I was really wanting to. But and to, to tell the truth, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see it. didn't feel like the Lord was going to get us there, I, partly because I didn't. Julian, I, I talk about it now, she was... She was really hesitant. I'll tell you about that in a second. So in, in, what we started doing is we started talking with our friends. Hey, we got to do something. The Lord's having us do something. We're talking to Chris and Tiffany and the, the Browns and, and uh, Donnie Martin, not Donnie Miller, right? Donnie Martin and James and Laura, uh, Dean and Lexi were a part of that. A lot of people are a part of it. Conan and Lindy. Say, hey, what are we going to do? There's something to do. For God, right? And Donnie's the kind of guy, he's down in Louisiana. He's the, the uh, head of the church down there in Louisiana with Antioch. Great guy. You got to go down there sometime too. He says, hey, well, let's, let's do this. Let's go with this guy. Uh, let's go meet and talk with this guy, Jamie Miller. He's in Fort Worth, and he's been discipling me a little bit, and he loves Jesus, and he's been planting some churches here and there, and it's really cool what they're doing. Let's go talk with him about doing something. I'm like, yeah. and we're all like, yeah, all right, let's do that, okay? He goes, but like, before we do that, let's go, let's go to World Mandate. Have you heard of World Mandate, right? Okay, so Joel's got World Mandate. Man, World Mandate is this big, awesome, right? But no, not even that, that back then. It was just kind of in this little like conference center, right? It was a little more than this people, but this lady, Jackie Pullinger, comes from Hong Kong, right? Do you know Jackie Pullinger? You need to know Jackie Pullinger. Chasing the Dragon, come on. Okay, get that book, read it. It'll change your life. Jackie Pullinger is at this conference. She's telling stories about working with loving Daily sowing seeds, sowing tears, seeds of tears with the addicts in Hong Kong and their lives being transformed. Do you want to talk about the harvest of joy? That's Jackie's story, right? And so what? She's telling us those stories. And she's saying, or you could be more interested. She said, you could be, you could go and buy another sweater or something like that. The sweater line is always the one that we remember, right? Just, oh, man. Okay, Jackie, whatever. Well, yes, we'll say yes to the Lord. So it's worship time. Everybody's called out. I'm kind of standing there a little bit, you know, whatever. And, and Julie's saying we got to go over to the Thai flag. All right, we're going to go to the Thai flag? Okay. Go to the Thai flag. We go to the Thai flag. She's just weeping, pouring it out, praying. And I'm standing there, yes, Lord, uh, Yes, Lord, what are we doing, right? I, I wish it was totally awesome, but it's, it wasn't that awesome. But I'm watching her going, wow, what's going on? She, she gets me afterwards. She comes to me and says, we're supposed to go to Thailand? And I'm shocked because there was these things that were just blocks in Julie that was, I can't do that. I can't learn a language. 
I can't do that, Lord. I can't, Lord, I, I can't leave my family and go all the way across the world. And ha- these two kids we had, Ben and Kathan, how are we going to do that, taking them all the way across the world? I can't do that. I can't, Lord. We're going to live on support, right? We're going to be we're going to be beggars, Lord. What we're going to do that? Really? My my family. My dad's a banker. We don't do that thing, right? <laughs> and the Lord so kindly during that time, Julie, I got this. I got this for you. And she comes to me and says, "The Lord said He's got it. We're going to Thailand." What? Yeah, you want to talk about joy. <laughs> there was a lot of joy in that moment for all, both of us, because it wasn't about us. It was that the Lord had said, yes, these things are going to be okay. You can walk in joy now. I got it. Yeah, just go and plant seeds. Yeah, there'll be some tears. Yeah, and look to the harvest. Look to the harvest. So we were, and we told all these guys, Hey, let's go to Fort Worth. And we talked to Jamie and Kim, and they were usually, and they they welcomed us. They welcomed us. And and what? The Giles and the Tubbs and the Browns and the James, you were not really hooking up with Laura yet, but you would get there. (laughs) And um, and, uh, all the other people I'm forgetting, Will and Allie and other people. Oh, Connie and Lindy. I'm going to forget somebody now. And it was a beautiful time, wasn't it? With the t- discipleship school. And we were connecting with the Lord. I was learning more about the Lord every day through this. We, people were coming and speaking. Jamie's preaching. He's pouring in his stuff, right? The church is pouring in his stuff. And then, and then Jamie says, comes to us all one day and says, hey, I think we're going to move to Fort Worth, right? <laughs> right? Um, Jamie, by the way, we're planning on going to Thailand. Why don't we go to Thailand first, and then you guys can move to Fort Worth. That'll be good, right? No, he's, he's saying, we're moving the church to Fort Worth, and we got to be a part of that. You know, we also got to be a part of, we got to be a part of, we, we, the Lord has said, okay, if you're going to do this thing, let's do it, and where are some, where are some international people? We needed some international people. We're going to Thailand. Oh, we want to do stuff at Fort Worth. Well, TCU's in Fort Worth, Right? We want to hang out. We want to see things happen at TCU. And so we get to go and walk the campus of TCU. James and I walking on the campus of TCU, planting, sowing, right? Those sowing in tears. Sometimes it just means it's just, it's, you're just doing it. It's hard, right? We're walking on the campus and we don't know anybody. That's scary. I got one of these Chinese students' number. And I remember it took, I, was, I felt like I was calling my first girlfriend, right? I was like, I'm going to call him. I did. I'm like going to call him because I want him to come and hang out for a little bit with me and James. And we want to talk with him about the, and he came. Mike is a faithful Christian in China now. He came. And the Lord built some, some international student ministry in Thailand. And we were on that campus praying for the future things to come at TCU. And things are happening now still. And this story is what God was doing. And we were like those, we were like those who were dreaming at that time. Wasn't it like a dream? And it was hard. It was a hard dream sometimes. <laughs> it was like planting seeds, right, that were sowing in tears. Yeah. And then the Lord said, Okay, it's time for them to go. 
And Jamie said, hey, it's, it's, it's a good time for you to go. And we went, and the tubs went with us. And it was like hard, <laughs> Dean. <laughs> You've never seen somebody study language like Dean Tubbs. <laughs> I and um, yeah, we, I, I'm thankful for Dean. He made me better by studying, studying that language. He was sewing. He was sewing, man. And he, oh, I better, Dean's going to study that hard. I'm going to study, right? <laughs> Do you know, remember, we, um, if it's the first year, you know, you, you, you never really know how much language you know, right? So you think, oh, I'm doing awesome, right? I'm, I'm a rock star. I can say, I can say hi, right? I can, so we go to a church, and when, there's a sweet pastor that I knew, and she, she was working with us a little bit, and she asked me to preach, and so I came preaching, I came ready to preach. I was like, well, I'm going to preach in Thai, right? So <laughs> I start preaching in Thai about five minutes into it, and oh, if this hasn't happened to you, it should. The, the, the pastor says, hey, hey, why don't you just preach in English, and we'll translate. <laughs> That's the little sewing in tears, to be honest with you. Right? And she was right. She was absolutely right, by the way. That was the right thing to do. But it was hard. <laughs> to the point of, we, we, um, I, there's a place in our Bangkok home. It's the stairwell. It's kind of famous to us now, isn't it, honey? Um, it, you should never have a, a discussion in the stairwell. Number one, because Bangkok's hot and the stairwell's never going to be air-conditioned ever, ever, right? It may be the hottest place in the house, actually. But something's happening, and we're needing to talk because I am flipping out. I mean, 100%. Because those things like that preaching and like the language, and I'm, every person that I'm telling about Jesus is like has a veil over their face, right? My students, and then we're working hard, and Julie is homeschooling, and she's she's trying to take every hour she can after homeschooling to learn language, and yet she still wants to be an awesome wife. And, oh, she's a missionary, by the way, too, and all these things. And I'm seeing what I'm dragging her through, and I just feel like, Lord, what have I, what have I done? What have I dragged my family through here into this nonsense? And I'm like, Julie, we're not doing this anymore. It's ridiculous. Why? Why would I drag my family through any more of this nonsense? And um, we, we talked about it yesterday. I said, well, and remember what you told me? And she said, uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't tell it to you. I was, I was yelling it at you. <laughs> what has God got for you to do? What are, you, what are the seeds you are still to sow? Is this about you? We talk about my Superman cape. We keep trying to take my Superman cape off. Just take it off. And the Lord did something that moment and that day through my sweet, kind, the words of Jesus through my wife reminded me it's about the Lord's work. When the Lord restores, when he restores the fortunes of Zion, that's the dream. Because it was about me. It was me doing it, right? And something happened. 
And the Lord restored me and restored her. And uh, we get to be a part of a story for 15 years in Thailand because of that. For 15 years. The Song of Ascents, um, Eugene Peterson calls them the songs of long obedience in the same direction. So you say, I'm telling you a poem that you say again and again, and you keep planting those seeds again and again. What does it look like now? It looks like Julie and I get, get as a part of what we get to do, we get, to, we get to teach students. We also get to kind of raise up other educators in our area and just pour Jesus into them. And um, I cannot tell you the joy that both she and I have when we walk into a classroom and we have, it's probably not even about, like we're not even studying the Bible, right? We're studying like maybe Beowulf or something like that, right? And God shows up because the students want it. And because over and over again, we've asked the Lord to do it and he shows up and it's almost like a dream. And you're talking about, you're talking about English literature and all of a sudden you get into the middle of their lives and they're seeing something they've never seen before. And Julie does it with world geography. How can you do world geography, right? To bring the Lord, and he shows up, right? Or you go on a little trip up to Burma and Julie meets this, this girl and she's like, this is the one. <laughs> and something's on this girl and she, she says, come with me, come back to to Chiang Rai, we'll spend a year together. She's an educator. She's just got done doing her teaching, teaching school. And she comes back and she spends with us and Julie gets to pour every day. She gets to pour a little bit more into her. You want to talk about that? Yes, that is sowing seeds. And it sometimes feels a little drudge, drudgery, right? It's a little challenging. But each day, God starts revealing that harvest. You can see it. The joy's coming because you say yes to what he has for you to do that day. You say yes, Lord, I'll do it. And he's the one that restores it. He's the one that brings that harvest. And you can believe you wouldn't plant the seeds if you didn't believe it. Believe it. And we... um have a teammate that, that uh, passed away last year from cancer. And it would be hard to preach this, this, this sermon if David, her husband, was, who's in, he's in Georgia now, was in the audience. Because Sharon was, she sewed, she sewed, she in tears in every day, and she's, she was a sower. <laughs> And there is so much fruit in her life, but it's still, there's some tears there. But David knows that joy. He knows it. He really does know it deeply. And we stand with, with one of our, a couple months ago with one of our, one of her disciples. Um, and we're standing over a casket because her husband had just passed away. Uh, one of our Thai disciples who we studied, Sharon studied with all the time. We studied together a lot of time. 
and he's, um, he had cancer, and he's passed away, and we just received the body from the morgue, and it's cold. And she's asking what we do for a Christian funeral because she loves Jesus so much, and she knew her husband, he loved Jesus. He loved Jesus. And so there's these, her family is Buddhist. They're all there. They're all there. They're saying, what are you doing? You gotta, you gotta burn the body. You gotta let the spirit go. You've got to, you gotta, you gotta do these things or it's not gonna go well for you. And she's saying, no. And we sing a hymn over that body. And she was weeping. But she knows this. She's not gonna go back. She's not going back to that. Because those who sow seeds in this ground with the Lord, she's seen it. She's seen the harvest. And that's where she's living. And you know what? She is a mentor to me in that. Because she has her family all looking at her like, you put that guy in the casket and he's going to be lonely. They believe that. And she says, no, he is not there. He's with Jesus. He is with Jesus. And the Lord restored his life. And that is where I'm living. That is the seed I'm planting, and that is the harvest I'm walking in, even now, even now. Yeah. And this is your story, right? This is, you have a place where you go each day and there's some people looking at you saying, you're doing what? You're going to do what? And you walk to that workplace and you remember when the Lord restored the fortune. Oh, remember that time? I'm going to go back today. I'm going to do what you asked me to do, God, today, right? I'm going to plant those seeds today because I know that the harvest and that big, big, huge thing of rice is going to be that joy that comes. In fact, it's even in me right now. Even as I plant and cry, it's in me even right now because I own this so deeply. I own this so deeply. And you own it so deeply. This is this church. This is our story. Thank you, Jamie, for leading us in this story. Thank you, Kim. Your words of life have led us in this story. Thank you, Jimmy and Laura. This is the story that we get to be a part of and you get to be a part of. So I want the worship team to come up and the prayer team to come on up. Everybody stand. Um, now, as we're walking out this story, I recognize that some of us are in different places. So um, I felt like as we were um, just getting ready for this, I said, there's going to be some who um, need, what you need really is you need for God to remind you of that time when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, right? When he did that thing, right? You've forgotten about it? You've forgotten what God, who God is and what he does, and you need him to just kind of remind you of that so that you can keep sowing, right? Some of you need that. So if you, if you need that, I want you to come pray. If you, um, 
There are some of us who are just sowing and you feel like it's drudgery right now. It doesn't feel very joyful right now. And so I'm asking you to come and, ask, and, and help the Lord to give you that picture, right? And in the midst of the tears that you still see the joy that's coming and even that God would produce the joy even right now, right? And if there's any, anything else, any prayer need that you have, we, this church never wants anyone to leave not getting prayer when they needed it. Please, please come forward as we uh, go for it.